And now we're going. We're off to the races. Yes. Yes. Have you noticed that I haven't uploaded um, our latest episode yet? I have noticed, but given the fact that I was super late on uh, turning it, turning back the mix, uh, I can't really be upset about that. Is there a reason? Or are you also no. a lazy piece of shit like me? I'm just petty like that. <laughs> if you're gonna drag this ship down i'm gonna fucking drag it down further <laughs> friends apart since uh this this podcast is pretty much dead um so we're pretty much just doing it you know for ourselves and recording it and maybe sometime listening back to it in like 20 years and shit Showing it to our kids and being like, hey, look what your dads did when they were in their 30s. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, kids. <laughs> look, I have, I have recorded proof of your dad being a total loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, it's actually kind of cool thinking that maybe, you know, just maybe um, this will be something that our kids will listen to at least partially. To some extent, that's I, I think it's kind of oh, there, cool. there's not a lot on here that I want my daughter to hear. Um, I mean, you, you gotta tell her the truth, man. You can't keep her sheltered and all that stuff, and not letting her know that you basically almost got uh, you know taken by the police uh, in Italy because you had a sword on you. Well, <laughs> at least that's what he claimed. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. look, I don't want her to understand my uh, my my uh, experience with printers. That's, that's something that I'd rather keep <laughs> Damn, she's not even going to know who the fuck Shaquille O'Neal is. No, wait, who? who? No, we're not. never going to have a print. It, yeah, it was Shaq, right? He was, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, it's Shaq. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. not going to have a printer in this house. There's no, there's no printers in this house. <laughs> Put there's my foot this, down. There's this video. I, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, there are a couple of videos online of um, teachers like throwing hissy fits or something like that and yeah. um there, this is one teacher like this middle-aged lady who's standing in front of like the the projection screen and she's just going insane and screaming like crazy like no pomegranates no pomegranates <laughs> like that's what she keeps what screaming fuck? for whatever reason i don't know man <laughs> and that's just gonna be you right. with printers like as soon as your kids like that um <laughs> How come we don't have a printer? No printers. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever? Did you guys ever have like substitute teachers? Like, if your teacher was sick or something, did they just hire some substitute teacher to come in for a day or two for you? Oh, that is but for very um, good reasons, not legal in Germany. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, you would have. I mean, obviously, you would have substitutes, but they would be teachers that are already hired by the school, like not even as reserve. They are actively teaching at school, but because they are not teaching um, like eight hours a day and they mm -hmm. some of them would happen to have like one or two hours free on a schedule, then they would just take those teachers and have yeah. them be a substitutes. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean, well, so all of our substitute teachers are all certified teachers. They are either retired from full time and they do it as a part time thing um, mm -hmm. or it's like kind of like interning until you get a full-time job so you get like mm -hmm. experience so they're i mean they're all teachers but um they there's like i guess a substitute teacher like union thing so if your teacher's out then they, they'll they'll bring in somebody um okay so they could they're kind of yeah. like the backup team like sitting on the bench waiting to be called in by the pretty coach. much 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, and especially in my small town, there's like a select number of uh, substitute teachers who who like you get to choose from basically. So throughout my 20 years growing up, not tw- maybe not. Yeah. 20 years growing up in a small town, like I definitely had the same st- same small set of substitute teachers like a dozen times each um mm-hmm. and they were like each one was just a f- like absolute character out of like a movie like none of them were normal people <laughs> they're all super there's they all have some weird quirks about them um and so we had this one guy who was probably i think in his 70s like he was definitely doing it begrudgingly for money i think because <laughs> This man was not a happy person and there was no reason for him to want to do this out of the pure uh, enjoyment of teaching children. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so he was like real old school and like I'm pretty sure that if he still could, he would have brought a meter stick to, to like smack kids over <laughs> the hands with. Um, but he like, yeah. he knows he can't do that anymore, but he would like scream at the children and he always he always like did this thing like, fucking the the emperor from from star wars where he like put his hand out in this like claw looking shaking hand oh holy shit (laughs) and then like if you're slouching in your seat he'd be like good posture (laughs) oh fuck just about to shoot some force lace from his from his fucking yeah yeah and like he had like super high blood pressure so his his he was just like constantly red like a tomato screaming all the time and like Man, that was <laughs> that was something else. I was but just wondering old, if you had any weird experiences like that. Holy shit. I mean, old teachers are weird like that, right? I mean, um we had one who was like last year before his pension. Like he I mean, he was this really small like burly guy. I mean, well, burly's a little flattering, but uh, what I'm saying is he was tiny and fat. So uh, <laughs> he's an so, Oompa Loompa. <laughs> he was basically an Oompa Loompa uh, with a huge Napoleon complex. So um, this guy was was wild. So um, we always called him the Nazi, and uh, <laughs> I know n- non-German listeners will be surprised to hear that you know Germans are able to make jokes like that but yeah but yeah. you're allowed to say it we're not <laughs> <laughs> oh well but uh anyway so this this dude um had like all the ists figured out like he was sexist mm. he was racist he was like well a homophobe stick <laughs> <laughs> and uh man it was crazy and he was like our uh social studies and history teacher mm-hmm. and um so there was this one uh, I'm, I'm not sure did you guys like have the same teacher throughout the whole day or was it like um did you switch classrooms or did you stay in the same room and the teacher switched what's it like for you um up to a certain point up to probably grade six, we always stayed in the same room, but then the teachers uh-huh. would come to our room. Like we had like our main teacher and then for like French and maybe certain subject, like your teacher had to get a job in Canada as a teacher, you need to be certified to teach two subjects and yeah. then like French or like your, maybe your math or something else. Like you would have another teacher come in and do that. Um, mm-hmm. But we always stayed in the same room up to that point. 
Okay, I see. Yeah, so for, for us, I think this was in 10th grade, and he um, came, like, into our classroom, and, you know, right before his lesson, and we just got handed back our math exams. And, boy, let me tell you, math exams never fared well for me, but um, s- some, of, s- some of my fellow classmates, they, you know, hit different for them. So there was this one girl <laughs> who was like anyways on the verge of failing um, class anyways. So it was bad for her, man. And she got back her test and um, she just burst out in tears. Like it was it was horrible. She was just sobbing, like snot running down her face and like, I don't know, pimples popping in the process. It was, holy <laughs> shit, it was a mess. So... Teacher stepped in and looked at her and, you know, he wasn't the, 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 the heartfelt, compassionate type. He was more the, I don't give a fuck about you and your family type. So, nice. um, but he entered and he looked at her, approached her and she was just trembling, man. She, she felt like this guy was about to kick her when she was already down. And um, she looked at him. And then, like, very soft-spokenly, he just went, Hey, why are you crying? And she's like, I failed my exam. And he just looked at her, like, with, like, honest kindness in his eyes. And just very softly told her, But that's no need to cry. You're a girl, you don't need to be good at math. Oof. That was so fucking great, man. No one know. No oh. one knew what to say. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, yeah. Wow. Was, I thought it was I thought you were gonna be like, it's okay. You're stupid. You <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, it was it was uh he was one of a kind. Uh he once what? broke um one of his legs and he came to to school uh, by car, and um, he got upset that he wasn't allowed to park on the handicapped spots. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was he was definitely unique. He's probably dead now. Let's be honest. Yeah, but, um Just mathematically, like you know, going to a bar or something, he's gonna say something. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, just theoretically, shout out to Mr. Kinsel. I mean, no one's gonna <laughs> know who you are, anyways. Um, Apart from (laughs) the students that you taught, (coughs) I think we all remembered. (laughs) I feel so bad. We so like one of the like it's different when you have teachers that come from within your school because you see Mm. them on a regular basis and you know that they know the kids and they're not going to put up a shit. But when you have like these outsiders who come in just for like a day or one one class, like Mm -hmm. they don't either don't know how to teach the material. Or they don't give a fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but like, so the kids just like trample all over them. Like we made substitute teachers cry frequently because mm-hmm. we were just, we just know that like, you don't have authority over us. You're just here to, to keep us occupied for like 75, 45 minutes or whatever, how long our class was. Um, mm-hmm. And like, we were just such <clears throat> dicks. Like I, <laughs> I just like I remember one 
I don't even know. I just like hucked a bunch of pencil crayons at the wall as they were like leaving a classroom one time. I was a really bad kid, man. Uh, and, uh, and it was just like, but I wasn't the only person who was basically trying to run this teacher out of the room. I, and I just feel so bad for them (laughs) looking back. (laughs) Nobody deserves that. Nobody does. We had this like, um, this uh, latin teacher so <clears throat> i had like uh, six mandatory years of latin and um we had this teacher who had a doctorate in um uh, in latin uh i don't know if it's like the language or the history or if it was just like you know uh one subject whatever like he he had a phd in that or well some doctorate whatever so um this guy was like very calm like you know a little too calm um would have pinned him in his like early 60s late 50s something like that and uh he was so i switched school um i switched high school um and this was still at my old school which was a shithole which was why i switched schools (laughs) and um so I was, I can definitely say I was never one of the bullies. Like, I was always on the bullied side. I was never one of the bullies. And, mm. you know, whenever, whenever it hit a teacher, my compassion was very limited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I, but I never joined. I gotta, gotta say that. So, um, this guy, he always had us. And, dude, just imagine that, please. Like, seven and eight graders. Like, hormones are just shooting through the roof. And there's this guy with his singing bowl putting it down on his desk and slowly stroking like the rim of the bowl mm. making it vibrate and making it go hmm. and he was like I want everyone to close their eyes and calm down and what the fuck Tim just stop throwing cranes at me okay so <laughs> I want everyone to okay that's it that's it I'm gonna stop don't take my fucking ball what the fuck's wrong with you okay good so yeah that was kind of how that went and (laughs) um we broke him within a year like he's been teaching for like 30 years straight and we were the the class that broke him so (laughs) yeah i really feel bad for him like i he's he's one of the very few teachers that i really think back to and i'm like well i mean even though i really like Honest to God, I, I never participated in that shit. Um, but I just feel so bad for him, especially since I, I'm i teaching guitar, like as a side gig. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also teaching at university, obviously. And just imagining like students acting like this. Holy shit. How do you not just beat them up? Like just, <laughs> they're kids, man. You can't anymore. It's illegal. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, they're kids. You can just, no one's gonna know when you just hold them down, like, in the sink. Beat them with a sack sl- of Valencia oranges. It'll, <laughs> it won't leave a mark and it'll let them know who's boss. Well, hey, what's <laughs> even better is you just take a phone book, like a big old phone book, and just slap them with it. Like, just slap the shit out of them. <laughs> like, right in the face. No one's ever gonna know. Um, Crack! This is the logo of the yellow pages across their <laughs> cheek. <laughs> oh man yeah so uh no man teacher was one of the like original um like ideas i had of a career like doing Mm. that 
Uh, I I was thinking when when I left high school for the military, I was kind of like going to the military. One of the reasons was that I wasn't really sure what to do with my life, kind of. All I knew was I liked sports. So I was like, well, military is like sports and shooting. So that ought to be fun. <laughs> so, and it kind of was. Hunting <laughs> humans is sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still run and shoot, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, becoming a teacher was one of those ideas I had. And um, I wanted to do English and biology. So, I mean, I kind of went that route just like, you know, all the way and yeah. didn't, didn't just stop at, you know, high school knowledge. But, um, yeah, I, I like now looking back, I could never imagine becoming a teacher. Holy shit. And you know what the main reason for that is? It's not even the kids. It's, it's not the mm. kids at all. It's that now, like I'm in my very, very late 20s now. And some of my, I, I wouldn't even want to call them friends, acquaintances, um, that are teachers, holy fuck, I can't stand them. <laughs> teachers teachers are like the worst people on earth, man. And it's, it's, fuck, they never, like my mom, she's not a school teacher, but she's like a private music teacher. Yeah. She's, my mom's an angel. She's like the best she's person nice. in the world. Yeah, and she's pretty awesome. Nevertheless, she will talk to you like you're a child. Always. <laughs> like she, she won't, use the vocabulary but just the inflection in her voice holy shit i see it's just like, like somebody uh, who, like somebody who does the news they're gonna talk to you like this <laughs> exactly and now I'm Dick let's... johnson and you can go fuck yourself <laughs> let's and i'll have peas thanks <laughs> let's proceed with tonight's coitus um so yeah it's just <laughs> i mean fuck um, now, nah, but, but like, I mean, my mom's one of those examples, but I mean, she's kind of excused because she also teaches in kindergarten, like she teaches in kindergarten, but also school children. So yeah, you gotta, gotta she, put a mantra on when you go in there. Yeah, exactly. But like other teachers, they always have this, like, no matter what you say, it doesn't matter. They will never just say, they, they will never just agree. It will not happen. They will always be like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's correct. Let's mm. think about it. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't thinking is my job, man. Shut up. <laughs> you know what's the worst though? Uh, I, I so I always said that I would never date a scientist because, uh, like I've seen scientist couples, and when they get into arguments with each other over something, it isn't just because they disagree on a personal level. It's because one of them doesn't believe that they have sufficient evidence to to yes. say that. And yes. like, I, and like, I don't know, I got, I got really rubbed the wrong way in my bachelor's with um, some of the master's and PhD students in my lab because you oh, can't you just tell them something. F- frat too? You, you also went to that frat? I mean, <laughs> that that's weird. I also got rubbed wrong, all the wrong ways, man. Sorry. <laughs> all I, the I, wrong ways. Yeah. I, uh, I could not help myself. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, just you I mean, it, I mean, it, like I, I've done two, two degrees now, like I've got a master's degree, but I guess some people just kind of really fall into that category where like they completely absorb themselves in what they do and they, it, 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 their job extends past. So like 
you're taught in science to be cynical and to, and to question things and not just believe it at face value. But that I do in a scientific, in the, in the scientific world. And I put very strong boundaries between the scientific world and my everyday life where I approach things differently. But then some people get super jaded and they like, that starts to bleed into their everyday life. So when I just try and tell them some cool fact that I learned, um, they're just like, how do you know that? Hmm. Do you, have you seen that before? Did you, you know, you know, just like super cynical and, but in like in a really, um, scientific asshole-ish way where like they literally won't believe a thing you tell them even if it has nothing to do with science and you're like you're you're such a bummer man <laughs> i need to take a very contemplative sip of my uh, vanilla flavored gin just give me a yeah. second <laughs> oh that's an interesting uh so combination. yeah it tastes kind of weird anyways um I needed to contemplate that because you described me in a lot of ways and come to think of it, um, (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, the way you describe people definitely applies to a lot of, or at least some of them that they just, you know, with, you know, being in science for more and more time, they uh, just become more and more cynical and um, jaded. But to be fair, a lot of people in science, and I would include myself in that, were that way from the get-go. Like, That's I've been that way ever since I can remember, even as a child. And um, it might have been one of the reasons I was bullied as a kid, I don't know. But <laughs> um, I was definitely like that as a child as well. Um, that whenever, you know, I mean, I, I transitioned from this like very gullible stage in early childhood to I want to see at least three primary literature references for that uh, within a very short time frame <laughs> in my childhood <laughs> and that led to some complications and what you just described I totally understand that that this is so obnoxious and I know that because my fiance is the exact same way so <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from and I know how obnoxious this and by this I mean me is. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're not, but you're not, I mean, I, these it, people were really, I mean, I different. think the difference like is that a, a lot of those people also do not have an enticing personality. Like maybe that's it. Yeah, I I think that's probably the difference that uh, you and I connected. Like when we first connected, it was on the level that was not scientific at all, and yeah. it was mostly inebriated, and it was mostly um, uh, just for the whole purpose of just you know going out, having fun, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I I think it always depends on the how you connect with people, and then there's obviously some people, and I actively have to and i think that's maybe what what you know puts it most concisely i think if you're like that if you're cynical and jaded when it comes to scientific facts you actively need to restrain yourself whenever someone tells you something and that's pretty much what i'm doing and that's definitely not i want to make that very clear i mean you know me so you know that but just to make it clear because i'm very aware that i sound like a like a really conceited asshole right now I know some things, but I do not know a lot of things. I'm very aware of that. The problem is 
the way that you approach the things that you don't know. And what you just described is something that maybe some people cannot relate to, that whenever someone tells me something, um, I want to know at least where did you read that or who told you. Like my, my fiancé yeah. the other day, she came here and she was like, uh, I don't remember the fact. It was something like, do you, oh no, I do remember. And that's actually real. Just spoiler, that is real. That's how crazy things have gotten in Germany. So we have like um, KN95 or N95 mask yeah. um, obligatory like everywhere now. You're not allowed to enter anywhere with just a surgical mask. Um, okay. Bes besides public transit. <laughs> For whatever fucking what? reason. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the worst place to be. Exactly. So my fiance entered when she came back from work and she told me that. And I, just reflecting on my own behavior then, I got mad at her. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Did some of your, like, stupid colleagues tell you that? Like, come on, that can't be real. Um, where did you read that? I mean, that's probably just some bullshit someone made up. Um, and that's why I'm gonna marry her, because she very calmly responded. <laughs> no, that's in the new official regulations. You can look it up. I was still <laughs> furious, but I was calmly furious so i just took my phone and looked it up i looked at her like, nah, and, and very apologetically i said okay oh, <laughs> that, that was very much it. yeah so i i can totally i, I definitely see the the, the the kind of person the cynical and jaded mm. that you described and i, <laughs> I definitely have to uh you know yeah uh bring bring that up but yeah good point good That's point <laughs> it's um it's funny that you mentioned the becoming a teacher because like i also kind of thought about that too but um i think the only way that i would ever want to teach would be at a, like a university level but i also yeah. don't have the <clears throat> i don't know i don't i didn't enjoy my academic time that well so like to continue on to like phd postdoc to get the required experience to teach at a university level wasn't something mm -hmm. that I, I, I was able to do. So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but then, um, I know you guys, Germany used to have like a year of mandatory military service, um, or community mm -hmm. service kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, when I was younger too, like, um, we used to take like a careers class as part of a mandatory, like second year of high school to try and mm -hmm. help us, learn about what possible career paths we had which was totally useless and way too late for us to you know like because we already started picking classes in high school so it was <laughs> a little bit too late um but it was super useless and at the end of it i would say the biggest takeaway that my entire class had was that military was a great place to go if you didn't know what to do and because the class was so useless two-thirds of the class was like i think i'll join the military <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like that was my my kind of goal for a long time before I and the alternative was like teacher before I really understood what it would take to be a teacher and then I was like yeah. military um I, I and then like I had this aspiration to like be like a you know like a marksman like a sniper hmm. um that was my goal but um you know reflecting back on that now I'm kind of glad I didn't 
when whenever people tell me stuff like that um what i always say is um especially if i if i know people because otherwise it would just be kind of weird um i always ask them what i'm asking you now have you ever had a shitty boss no or like a like a direct superior that you didn't like in any capacity well yeah i guess now i yeah now i do (laughs) he's not gonna listen to this no one's gonna listen to this (laughs) (laughs) so imagine having that but like on every single level and (laughs) that's kind of how hierarchy in the military works (laughs) Um, the biggest problem and the biggest issue I had with the military, and that's also why my dad left. I mean, he stayed for like uh, eight years, but he also left, um, even though he, just from from the way he is and uh, the, you know, the job was back then, which means without deployment, um, because in Germany we we didn't have that until the early 90s, well, late 80s when Somalia happened. Um, but before mm, that, Germany mm. didn't deploy. Um, we only invaded. But um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it, it was kind of a chill job, but his biggest issue was definitely that you have anyone who might be dumber than you, might be weaker than you in less good shape or whatever but who has like this one single qualification more than you um or just spend more time in the military for like half a year or a year or whatever he can be your superior and there's fuck all you can do about that and that's what's so frustrating about the military i mean it's awesome if you have like a good group lead that's great well that's like the navy seals you're like you're all fucking top-notch bet yeah badass people yeah exactly but a lot of times in general service you just won't have that and um that's just really fucking frustrating and um then the next part and that's also something that i think a lot of people take lightly um just because you know the amount of violence that we're surrounded by on a daily basis but um I mean, yeah, shooting's fun. Like, it's so much fun. Um, But getting shot at? Not so much, I would figure. (laughs) (laughs) And um, having seen people, like, from our unit that came back uh, from deployment, uh, shell-shocked the fuck out of them. It was... Yeah, that's horrible to see. And um, that's, you know, it's, it's guys that, you know, I knew for, like, half a year. And then because I, I spent like a year there and after this year that I spent there and um, they came back, I saw them and they were just like, they were gone. Like they were just shells of themselves and uh, like just empty husks in uniform basically. And that's mm-hmm. uh, obviously not the case for everyone, but I, I think as soon as you're deployed in a region where, you know, shit happens, uh, and I think you're rarely deployed when there's no need to be deployed. Um, holy shit. I, I would never want to go through this. All the other stuff, like the whole training and the exercise and, and whatever. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good yeah. part. If you want to get fucked up uh, mentally and physically, that's awesome. That's a lot of fun. But <laughs> yeah, everything else, not so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
just just you know what just, um yeah um you did you ever watch the show peaky blinders i love the show so they did a really good job of of kind of at yeah. least in the yeah, beginning yeah. the first few seasons like portraying kind of the effects yeah. of the war and like how yeah. like the one guy couldn't sleep without doing opium every night yes and yes, um, exactly so they did a really good job of that actually yeah um and and not just that also in general um like i mean yeah him like tommy i think it was with the yeah. with the opium problem um but also a lot of other guys like one like his brother who was like really aggressive and you like basically every time he yeah arthur yeah every time like he punched someone he was basically just thinking off the war um and i mean you have to keep in mind that back then yeah they developed the 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 word shell-shocked but no one did anything about that like at all and um even today even though we know what like ptsd is and all that stuff um there's yeah there's treatments available but uh and and in germany i think the treatments are actually quite accessible because of our healthcare system but uh speaking of the us with like the most deployed people ever um Mm -hmm. of a nation um those people are just gone and there's basically no accessible healthcare for them um after you know maybe some va treatments that they got and yeah um same for like all the the um eastern countries like in syria and stuff um the people that get here as refugees like a lot of them are just completely out of it and um no one's doing anything about it and um that's yeah yeah, that's that's crazy um, that yeah my uh, my old apartment, we had a, a neighbor um, mm-hmm. who lived above us who was like a 280-pound uh, former Iraqi, I don't know, was mm-hmm. it Iraq, Iraqi soldier, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, simul- like, he was the most gentle, like, loving, cool guy, but at the same time was terrifying as fuck. Like, yeah. this man could beat the ever-living fuck out of you, and, like, you know he's handled a gun and, and probably killed people before um yeah. and was like clearly like he moved to canada with his mother i don't know 15 20 years ago now and like mm-hmm. he's definitely still like he drives he drives a taxi now um and mm-hmm. i think he enjoys it because it's like it's just you know calming calming to him but like he, he he you could tell like there was there was something off about him and it was it was definitely that shell-shocked sort of like yeah this guy's seen some shit and he's trying to try trying to live out the rest of his days kind of getting over it basically hmm. um so there's yeah. there's um this this ex um comrade of my of my dad uh who went to somalia uh, multiple times actually and um he lived like a completely normal life and he was like a like a top-notch dude like he after the military had like a great career and stuff and uh family and everything was well beside the fact that uh in his basement he felt like like one room in the basement was completely filled with sand and Mm -hmm. he would like a camp in there and that's where he slept so that was kind of his way of coping um and i mean holy shit 
if you think about that, say he was in the military for like 12 years, he was deployed maximum four or five times uh, with with six months. That's usually the, the, the regular interval. And um, these like half-year deployments completely fucked him up. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just... Ugh, that's just insane and i don't want to know how many people run around um that we that we encounter in everyday life who uh yeah are suffering from from stuff like that um yeah and I mean, not we as just many as don't more, realize and we're like oh man that's weird dude <laughs> yeah not as many anymore but more than you'd think for sure speaking of peaky blinders which i wanted to bring up but taking a complete left turn now and st- starting a new topic yeah. of conversation yeah sure so, sure watching the most recent uh, season um i had an interesting question so you know i mean spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen it but it's not really spoilers there's a character in there who's kind of like uh in the beginning first season who's um trying to rev like push the revolution of communism back after the first world war there were like communist sympathizers in in the uk who were trying you mean to Littlefinger? No, the, the the guy who played Littlefinger in Game of Thrones, the guy was also in in Peaky Blinders. Wasn't that the guy who tried to push that? Uh, no, I don't. Hang on, now I need to know who who played Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Oh no no no! You mean uh, Freddie Thorne? You mean Freddie Thorne? Yeah, Freddie Thorne. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, now I'm with you, now I'm with you. Okay, it's all good. the actor here? Hang on. Did the guy who played Littlefinger, like Peter Baelish, was that the guy who is Amaranda Amaranda Gold or whatever his name is? Uh, Yeah, that's like, I think he's a Jew, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, he's a gypsy. Yeah, a gypsy, gypsy like merchant kind of guy, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but, but yeah, Freddie Foreign was, was the dude who was trying to push the communist stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. I, okay, it's so been, it's been like a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Aberama Gold. He plays Aberama Gold. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyways, so, uh, there's like, and then there's like, uh, in further seasons, there's just, there's some communism kind of spread, sprinkled out as like a B story throughout the whole thing. Um, and I had a, I had a thought and I was like, would, would communists, would those communists and communist sympathizers be satisfied with the world we have today? Huh? Would they see our like healthcare system and like wage equity, attempt at wage equity and like, um, you know, government subsidies and programs and stuff like that would that be while still maintaining a democracy would that be satisfying to them would they be happy with that oh boy there was thinking that after shell shock there would be a more upbeat uh, topic <laughs> coming um <laughs> way to go um i so my <laughs> colleague who's sitting who i'm sharing my office with um he's greek and he's I would say like a like a strong communist sympathizer. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh-huh. And I've had very intense discussions uh, with him. Um, and short answer, according to what I know from him and what I've read on so far, I don't think they would be satisfied um, because what what <laughs> especially Americans tend to 
very much confuse is socialism and communism. <laughs> they do, and, yes. Um, so what we have, at least like in countries like Germany, for example, um, I think mostly in European countries and Canada as well, um, is a socialist um, healthcare system, for example, or just a, a, so a social... A social care system let's just say it's that. the government uh, actually taking care of their people yeah basically. yeah right so yeah but i mean that is one thing but that is not what what communists want so the ultimate communism according to my colleague uh who well quoted uh basically lenin on that so <laughs> i mm. think that's probably true um what he said is that Communism would basically mean that everyone, and I'm saying everyone, would have the same stuff and would Yeah, everyone's on the same level. Yes. And everyone would have access to the same stuff and um, there would be no, uh, like, pressure to, to perform in the way that we have today because everyone could basically pick the jobs that they wanted... And all that stuff. and uh, But all the jobs would be paid the same. But obviously you still need jobs because you, you know, need to keep society running. But in the ultimate goal, it would be that there would be no money even, like, used anymore at all. Like, mm -hmm. money would be obsolete. <clears throat> that would be, like, the ideal, like, the ultimate yeah. communist idea. And yeah. um, my boss, he is born in Soviet Russia. Uh, Russia. He was born there... I don't know, like late 50s. And even like he never had a problem with the Soviet Union. Um, but even he's like, you know, communism would be the best kind of politics if it would work. Um, but it simply doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 f I think that's why, you know, there's those idealists. Especially on yeah. the left side, because we've seen on the right side that not just in Germany, but um, Italy, Spain, um, we've yeah, seen that that fascist like right wing ideology also works for a while and then it, you know, goes to shit. And yeah. it's the same for like radical leftist uh, theory, like communism. Yeah. Um, but I think that. I can only speak for Germany because that's honestly the only system I know, uh, like yeah. really, really know. I think they would be kind of happy. I don't think they would be like putting their life at risk to push a communist agenda anymore. Um, they would probably just join our leftist party and oppose NATO. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, it's different asking that from a modern communist because they already have reference to the existing system so like um yeah people in the 1920s would probably be happy with what we have now but i, I have a lot i have a lot of thoughts on this but yeah um, i have one like specific thought that i'll, I'll try and keep very mm -hmm. i don't know positive or neutral yeah. anyways <laughs> it's like one fundamental reason i think it wouldn't work is because the incentive incentives that exist in a capitalist society to innovate and develop don't exist in that system. So like yes. all companies exist for some 
monetary gain in some way. And like, I'm thinking of like Apple as like the most principal example, but any company where like their incentive to make good products is to make profit. And so my counter example to that is the Trabi. Yeah. Piece of shit Trabi car. <laughs> um, and in a communist society where everyone has everything they need, companies don't fund- fundamentally can't exist in the same way as they do now because there is no incentive to make a better product because they won't make more money from it. So there is no incentive to put millions of dollars in R&D into developing a better thing. So, that, I yeah. mean, so I just don't think it would work. It just, just based on that one thing. And because our lives are so focused around, you know, the products that we use and, and the, the jobs that we go to that end up somehow contributing in some part, either through indirectly through like, legal services or insurance towards purchasing and operating the equipment that we buy that's manufactured by companies that build stuff. And when you cut an entire portion of that out in the incentive mm-hmm. to make a product, then I just don't think it, I mean, maybe there's an alternative way that things would eventually function if it like all shuffled down into the lowest, mm. you know, energy level. But like, ah. to me, idea- to me that already is enough. So the problem is that since neither you nor I are communist ideologists, um, we have a different mindset. We have a mindset that is centered around performance. It's centered around improving your own and increasing your own productive output, basically. That's Mm. pretty much what we want to do in the long run is create something, do something and do it better than others Um, with the thought in mind that we are going to do something that's probably gonna, you know, increase our general quality of life in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's us because that's the way we're wired, but there's also a lot of people, like a lot of people. Um, I don't know, clerks at City Hall. <laughs> I don't know, people that are <laughs> that are just like doing the same shit basically every single day, and that are and that's the important part. They're not doing that because they have no alternative, but mm. they're doing that because they are content with that. It's all right for them. They don't need yeah. more. They don't want more. They want not to live to work but they want to work to live basically kind of thing right yeah that's that's the whole difference you and i are different we i think we're both wired even though like family and stuff is really important to both of us but um we are both not uh work to live kind of people um because if we were we would have chosen different jobs it's as easy (laughs) as that both of us could just you know with with the qualifications that we have we could pick easier jobs yeah you would probably get a little less money um but you would have more time less stress all that kind of stuff and um after a while you would earn the same maybe even more money because you stayed so long with the same company or whatever so i think that's why why the the communist ideology just doesn't resonate with us um because that's always my main counter argument as well 
um, what you just said, together with um, people, you will always have some people who are inherently more aggressive. Um, mm -hmm. That's just the way they are wired. Not aggressive in a way that they're beating up people, but aggressive in a way that they are very ambitioned. And they they are very, very ambitious and very, very... Um, they strive for something greater, always. That's mm -hmm. just the way they're wired. It's, it's instilled in them just right away from birth. And yeah. what, are, what are you going to tell those people? Sorry, you can't do that because everyone's bound to have the same. Yeah, well, then you have your new right-wing ideologist that you just built. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, it's ne it's, it, it always... Ha oh, fuck. It always has to be balanced, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's never any radical side is never going to win in the long run. Um, I think it's important yeah. to... There's always some some average that's, that's yes. less. Yeah. And I think that's both, both sides, both ideologies, like right and left, both have good parts to them. Like, yeah, scrap the racism and all that stuff from the right mm. side. And you will probably have a very efficient society and a very efficient political system. Oh, um, I, yeah. <laughs> and scrap all the, you know, the just completely disregard for reality part from the communist. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the disregard for the individual. I think that's, but I mean, that's inherently just, a, just you know, the opposite of what communism literally means. But if yeah. you take some regard for the individual into this whole equation of communism then you probably end up with socialism and that's what well a lot of developed countries have or almost have anyways so yeah i think we're on a yeah we're on a good path probably yeah, we, yeah. Uh, there's also something to be said about um like raising people from birth in a certain system too where you grow up within it and you know, like the same same way as like children brought up in the Bible Belt to believe in 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 religion from from birth, yeah, is like to show them a different reality or not a reality, show them a different world, yeah, uh, is is something foreign to them. No matter, like it's all it's all relative to, to what you have as your base reference. So people who grow up in like a communist society are going to view it differently than people who us theorize what it would be like and and whether it would would or would not work yeah so there's that too um yeah oh i, I had a point i can't remember what it was that's oh, it's all good buddy um yeah so i think taken together what have we learned today i mean we've learned that becoming a teacher sucks and <laughs> teachers in general just suck um so do all scientists and i'm saying all like every single one just sucks um we've learned that communism as well as fascism will never succeed uh and i think that's that's a lot to take from from a podcast that you know it's just two guys just saying whatever just crosses their tiny tiny brains so yeah 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 that's there that's a good one. see there's there's your high note that we were and, uh, that we were searching and, so desperately yeah. and uh you know just uh not not to not to spoil it or anything but uh, we're gonna write a book on it so anyone who's listening to it uh, be prepared for the three volume compendium of our political beliefs 
<laughs> and it's gonna be called Friends Apart One, Two, and Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, in in stores. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Hit, hitting bookshelves everywhere. Never. You don't want to buy books. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be at the checkout of all of all uh, of yeah, all right. uh, gas stations. It's gonna be beside the People magazine, not People magazine. All those like fucking women's trash magazines. Oh man, are you saying all women are trash? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying publications with anything with Doctor Oz on it is probably worth not worth the paper that it's printed on. Oh man, I definitely do not agree with you hating on women so much. I I, think, I love women. I think I no. hate the top fifty diets for twenty twenty one. Yeah, man. But I mean, if you would try them, maybe you wouldn't be so angry and pissed all the time because you're, you're fucking, your 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 body is all all full of like a- acids and 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 shit and you know. Yeah. If you were to try them, maybe you wouldn't be so. Yeah. Damn salty all day and, and Yeah, just well look, I've been eating nothing but caramel oat cakes and uh <laughs> and um <laughs> drinking kale juice for the last six months and I feel terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's because you should take them as an enema. Oh man. Oat cake enema enema. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. See, there's your poo jokes. There there's the poo <laughs> jokes you come here to to listen to this stuff okay anyways uh it was great fun actually um talk about something else besides some very depressing shit <laughs> or some completely just off the wall badget crazy stuff um that was that was interesting i think it was was probably the most mature podcast we've ever done i think i, I would f- say I f- too yeah i think the total of fox was probably below 10 that was that was good very good. Let's let's uh let's promote this one. Let's really push this one. First page yeah. on Google when you type podcast. <laughs> and when you type communism. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. <laughs> okay, buddy. Cool. It's great talking to you. And uh yeah. Uh you guys go ahead, follow us on Twitter, interact with us at Friends Apart Pod, or shoot us a mail at friendsapartpod at gmail.com. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye. Take care, losers.